0: The Tangentic Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to the Tangentic Podcast. I'm Seth, and as always, is with me Dan and Swoosh, and we are starting out by talking about the goddamn travesty that happened in Australia. Hello. It's horrible.
2: Also, hi. <laughs> We've Fuck lost our icon. This it is a fucking tragedy, an absolute yeah. national tragedy. On the lines with Tim Tams being fucking made smaller. It, uh, oh, it's that was treason of itself. Disgrace. It was. It really was.
1: To come down on the too. Tim
2: Tam Slam—that's a straight-out Australian tradition—and now Arnott's just continues the fuckery.
1: So, yeah. Arnett has decided to discontinue the classics and sorted pack which has like, been a staple of families for fucking ever yeah it, like it's amazing. every tea party
2: every fucking mm. little cup of tea you go to grandma's place she's got a fucking Arnold Assorted right fucking there and you gotta oh, yeah. you gotta cherry pick the Kingstons you, everyone's got their favourite out of it like I don't know anyone that, that doesn't look at that pack and go oh, fucking that one there that's the golden yeah. one mm. everyone has but, that special one it's great but now they've fucking gutted it they've completely removed the strange edition they've completely discontinued it and not yeah. only that they're releasing a new fucking high tea favourites with shitty biscuits it's only Shittier got shitty
0: biscuits less
2: biscuits it's and only got
1: more expensive it's got two good biscuits in it like, like yeah. I'll give two. that it's still that got it took
2: it. from the old pack
1: yeah, like, it's got the Scotch Fingers and the Monte Carlos, which are both excellent biscuits. Oh, they're Not both that... top-tier bickies, right? Not there. that yeah. anyone has ever shared a Scotch Finger in their life. No, God, that's no. just
2: that's... two fucking bickies for me. Like, yeah, no, yeah. right. The only reason you share a Scotch Finger is I've got a two-bicky set, and
1: you've got a two-bicky
2: set. That's it. Yeah. No one's ever <laughs> cracked a Scotch bicky. Finger and said, here's half of my bicky. Fuck off.
1: And, yeah. and I, got, I got to agree with, with Jondo. Um... The only thing you do with a scotch finger is, is is you grind a little off onto your tea. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You, you got to crack them. Then there's a rough edge. You got to grind it smooth. You grind that straight over your coffee. There's a little bit of malt mm-hmm. on the top of your coffee. A bit of foam. Fuck yeah, that's Hell the yeah. shit. It goes but, hard, like.
1: <clears throat> and like I, I'm a big fan of Monte Carlos. Those are some pretty delicious bikkies. Oh yeah. And what they did they add in? And, like, we had, like, Kingston's and Chalky Chip Bickies, and I can't remember what the other the, Bickies... They had the, me, the, um, the chocolate cream. Oh, they was it? Oh, yeah, cream, yeah,
2: The little square yeah. vanilla creams.
1: Yeah. They were pretty good. So, oh, sorry, it's three Bickies from, from the original classic fact, uh, because they had the shortbread cream. Oh Yeah, cream. and
2: they had, like, a... Um, like an Anzac knockoff in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I couldn't remember bad. what it they're was. Not straight cause... out Anzacs, but they're not yeah. bad. They'll, they'll tide you over till the next Anzac Day. Well,
1: I mean, they yeah. actually suited the fact that they were in a bicky pack. You know, they're actually yeah. hard, whereas Anzac yeah. cro- biscuits are often quite. It should soft. be
2: chewy. Should be yeah. good and chewy.
1: Chewy to last you longer. So yeah. now the high tea favourites pack just contains the Scotch fingers, the Monte Carlos, and the shortbread creams. And then they added in the Raspberry Shortcake, which is the one with the little tiny dollop of Raspberry Jam in the middle, and it's like, come on! I have never met anyone whose favourite is that thing.
2: No, no, no one. They're they're good if you're, like, at an event and they're having a tea, like, a fucking high tea kind of thing, and you, like, you load your plate up with them, but no one's going to go out and buy a pack to take those fuckers home. No, no.
0: They're they're selling
2: a fairly less superior product like, this product is the group projects of biscuit packs. There's oh, three yeah. people who know what they're doing and one fuckwit in the corner going,
1: ah, I'm a part of the group. <laughs> you do it and I'll put my name on it at the end. Fuck yeah. off, Steve. Fun, I mean, Steve. it really is. Like, like I am I'm disappointed with you, it, And I like it because I used to work in their biscuit factory. Yeah. Um, it was a great <laughs> place to work, but like, come on, guys. Like, don't mess with our biscuits. This is what
2: happens when you're no longer Australian-owned. I mean, they just give should... up on the good shit. Like, the we the sold mob bought of boredom a fucking an investment firm from, from America, which says a lot, mm. but they don't know the fucking, like, the history of Arnott's. They don't know yeah. how fucking popular this thing is. They just look at it and go, oh, well, we can, like, sell this other packet for more money with less in it. We can make more profit. Oh, yeah. That's if the other sell a fucking... Less,
1: that is the fucking kicker on this. The original classics yeah. pack was four fifty. Nice cheap variety pack of bikies. Someone's fucking got it's something. Well worth
2: it. You got five bucks. You need to go to grandma's. There's your fucking bicky's right there.
1: Yeah, Bikies
0: done, and you're the best grandson
1: ever. Damn fucking right. Oath. This new pack with less biscuit, less variety of biscuits in it, and one biscuit that shouldn't even be in the fucking pack is yeah. six bucks.
2: That's a fucking disgrace. Mm. I wonder anyone know?
0: who does not live in Australia if they ever listen to this cast is be like, what the fuck are these guys
1: on about? Like Look, you, you they, don't get talking what... about
0: biscuits, man.
1: The the <laughs> biscuits are just like they're a, like as you say they're an icon in, in Australia, and yeah. I mean I can only speak for having lived in Queensland for most of my life that everyone buys Artists biscuits. Like even you go to grandma's
2: place and you see the like the the biscuit tin. The tin that's normally got fucking sewing supplies in it. All yeah. the biscuits in that are long fucking gone. It's been refilled that many times with an Arnott's classic pack. Yeah. yeah. Like, uncountable classic packs have gone through that one fucking tin. Yeah. The ghost of classic pack passed. Yeah. Oh,
1: and no more. Now just. Yeah.
2: It's a oh. solemn day for
0: Australia. It is. Look, it is. The it... big
1: question, though, is now how long before they come for the family pack? Oh. Oh, that's because they decided that the classics pack was not selling well enough which is why they did this so how long before they cover for our family pack how you know, am if... I supposed to get my giant teddy bears oh, that big ass teddy bear was at the least
2: crazy. the family pack doesn't really have creams in it so like
1: yeah. they
2: can save a bit of cash there so they're just making a sheet of bicky and cookie cutting out of it that's yeah. pretty much what they're doing for a lot of those. It's all the same mm. fucking biggie in different shapes. So, they can make them on the fucking cheap. Worst comes the worst, they're going to up the price on those bastards because you can't get the pack you want.
1: Mm. Yeah. Which well, they'll is split just them off into like shit.
2: Yeah, they'll split them off into a
0: smaller thing or a smaller variety. I think. mean, I would not be surprised half, if
1: if for whatever reason your biscuit of choice is Kingston. It wouldn't surprise me if those are going to get a little more pricey. Mm. Right,
2: and you'll get less in a packet. They'll do the same thing I did with Tim Tams. Yeah. Oh, when they oh.
0: improve, they spaced out them more. Yeah. It was like they added more yeah. of that space. Less packing, jacked
1: up the price. They were trying and to make it easier it... for you to remove the Vicky's from the tray. Oh, like fuck that. off! Story. That's fucking disgusting. It's just like the same thing with Toblerone because they, oh, yeah. they increased the space between, between so peaks, that you could crack yeah. them better. Mm. But it's like, you just, you cut out Toblerone. What are you doing? Right. If, and then like, there was Toblerone, Prudles. if
2: you're going to spe- separate those fucking peaks to make it easier to snap off, you should have made it three peaks fucking longer. Yeah, yeah. If that was your fucking reasoning for it, you should have removed that chocolate and added it on the arse end. Yeah. But no. Slightly longer Toblerone, not- fuck yeah. Exactly. Same as Tim Tams. Make them fucking too bicky packed longer. Shit. Yeah, be great. But you'll also notice, like, the, the flavoured fucking Tim Tams, they've cool. normally only got between eight and nine Bickies in them, where the plain ones have got fucking 11 to 14, depending on the pack you get. No mm. know my Bickies, hey, hey. Um, which is just fucking shit in itself. Like, if you're going to buy a flavoured pack, there's eight in. you got three people, like, if there's you, your missus, and a kid there, that's not an even split. No, no. Like and then you're gonna end up with a fight of who took the last fucking Tim Tam I've only had one Mm.
0: every time that's just
2: bullshittery right there Yeah.
0: if you haven't noticed biscuits are you know top tier shit in Australia they
2: are they are part of the culture you go to grandma's place and the bicky like if the bickies aren't there that's not tea time that's just a cup of tea and fuck off that must go from like uh, colonial times and all they had was
0: bickies like like, we need to survive (laughs) bickies because, you yeah, know, basically that's what hard tack and
2: stuff tended to be. Biscuits you could take on a ship for God knows how long. So it's like, well, ah, what do we have? That's what Anzac biscuits, biscuits are. They yeah. made a biscuit that could survive going all the way to fucking Europe from Australia. But,
1: but come like, on. Antec Since Bickies our country's inception,
2: too. we've had bikkies and
0: tea. That was formed by the English. It's ingrained in all of us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Even
0: nothing? the criminals from England wanted bikkies and tea. <laughs>
1: But I mean, there's nothing quite like Anzac biscuits, at least not that I've ever had. That that weird no. mix of soft and solid, like the edges are kind of <clears> crunchy and in, the nice in the middle, Crunchy in the middle. They like are a non- all the, the molasses
2: biscuits. and fucking uh, golden syrup all the way through it. but yes. yeah! And
1: they're so simple. not they? They, they, I mean, it's basically it, it, just it, like golden syrup and. They're, and they're, they were meant to be. They're
2: made with like ration packs, like yeah, stuff yeah. you could get in rationing at the time, and they could get these simple ingredients in bulk make a fuckload of bickies and then send them over to the yeah husband son whoever the fuck it is fighting in the trenches you're sitting in the trenches you've got fucking bullets whizzing over you you get a fucking pack of bickies i'm at home straight there two handed bickies. oh fuck yeah actually no there is a certain food
0: for every nationality that transports them home no matter where the fuck they are I know this because I found the one for, uh... What was it? Bra- uh, Brazil. Uh, those kinds of areas. Uh, a few of the people I've met through, like, running around Brisbane are Brazilian. And my family happens to grow a random tree, which is, like, has a fruit called the... Uh, Jaboticaba, is what we call it. It's butchering the language horribly. And I'm sorry to anybody from there who heard that. But you give, like, a bag of those to someone from Brazil who's living in Australia. And it's like, well, how do they taste? like, like, my childhood... <laughs> oh shit, Yeah, <Fair. laughs> Because they're like 50 bucks a kilo to get them in Australia. Like They are imported, but they are rare. And Anzac Biscuits do that to any Australian abroad. If you find yeah. an Australian out in the wild and give them an Anzac biscuit, you have a friend for fucking life there. Well, It's like Scooby Snacks for fucking Australians.
2: <laughs> Anzacs, Vegemite, Tim Tams. Mm.
1: Yeah. And like, the- I don't really care. Like, America keeps saying it's got like Fancy bicky's on lockdown. Get out of here, Tim Tam's. Nah. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. There is no fucking bicky that that rivals a Tim Tam at all. Like apparently the Poms have got fucking penguins who the fuck they are. They sound ah, like shit. No. Tim Tams them. all the way.
1: I've had penguins. I'm gonna say it right here, and I don't care how controversial it fucking is. They're nothing. They're fucking scrub food. Uh, <laughs> like, I know a couple of English. A I have a couple English guys who work with me at work, and they gave me some, and I'm like, no, nah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> don't no. give me this trash I'm gonna go buy Tim Tams
2: yeah right. and you've got grades of Tim Tam like is your plane then you, you double coat
1: oh, oh double
2: coat for a Tim Tam slam straight out oh
1: yeah Perfect. there is nothing better I mean you need it mm-hmm. for the integrity of the biscuit
2: yeah. yeah you do you need that second coat of chocolate just, just to hold the up. fucking thing together it gives you that Half second extra had to jam the whole fucking thing in.
0: I maintained those biscuits were made simply because someone at the factory was like, "I keep miss losing half the bicky in the in the coffee." Now yeah, we're fixing this today. <laughs> Walks out on the floor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, put them back through again. We're making a tougher bicky. <laughs> <laughs> you call that a chocky bicky? I will fucking show you a
2: chocky
0: well, bicky. <laughs> I swear that's where most brands get their innovation from. It has to be the like the break room. Of the company. It's like, okay. they walked out, I was like, what are these? Ah, we, we made them on our lunch break. They just, we double
2: coded them. Like, Come to the next board meeting. You're, you're hired. This is you go. <laughs> I, like, I'm certain that's where a lot of the specialty burgers from Mickey D's and Hungry Jack's oh, come yeah, from. Yeah. It's just staff on their lunch break going, fuck, I'm going to make me a burger. Like, what yeah. the fuck is that? Uh, I call it I'm, this. It's on the special board next week, boy.
0: <laughs> I am guaranteeing that's where the double down came from. Oh yeah, absolutely. Without
1: a doubt. I mean even like even other stuff like the the stacker burger what what did, what mm. did you have for lunch you, oh man I just got two zinger fillers and just slapped them together on a bun
2: yeah well, it was great that um what was it KFC there's no fucking bun it's just two bits of chicken yeah the, the in the yeah the double yeah. down yeah the double
0: down or the whole thing is like oh what'd you do we added a hash brown to it like oh where'd that come from we noticed a bunch of like, customers were just ordering a hash brown then mashing it on top so we figured fuck it
2: we'll save them time well, yeah. I, I worked at Mickey D's for about three fucking years and I mm. never did one brekkie shift and I got turned up there I never got told there were extra boxes of meat in the fucking freezers mm. so yeah. I went in there got told to do a run of Big Macs so I cooked them with the first meat I put my hands on which was the fucking sausage meat oh. so I did a, a run of like ten Big Macs with the fucking sausage meat and they sold straight out and then they had people coming back asking for Big Macs with fuck the sausage meat. <laughs> Man, that sounds like, fucking amazing. What well, uh, a Big Mac but that little bit of extra spice and kick to yeah. it instead of just a uh, flavored salt and pepper. See, mm. like
1: I'm not a big fan of the sausage patties at Mickey D, but with all the other Big Mac fixings, that sounds amazing.
2: If we yeah. do. I I've been back a few times. I like, when I worked there on a lunch break, that was my fucking go-to. Go into the freezer to get the fucking breakfast meats out and then make your own fucking burger and you'd make the biggest burger you can and then put it in a fillet of fish thing because no one ever orders a fillet of fish. Then go <laughs> out on your break and say, I'd like that fillet of fish. has been sitting there for a while, but it's fucking literally packed in there and near taped closed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Brilliant. Ah, oh, amazing. But
0: from
1: one travesty to another, Overwatch is doing more dumb shit I swear to god it just wants it it wants to die it just wants seppuku just it 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 hates itself the weirdest thing is like some of the retailers are still selling the
2: original game like they are which is just they should have recalled the original when they killed it pretty much they should have told their suppliers right anyone that's got that needs to send the fucking thing back
1: the big question is I mean again we're three fucking plebs in Australia did they do that? Did they actually do that? But the stores were like, <laughs> "We're gonna make some money." Well,
2: I mean, who knows what this? Point? Who's who's gonna have like to face stores. those fucking complaints? You go down to your local EB Games, like your kid says, "I I, I want Overwatch for fucking Christmas." You don't know it's a fucking free to play game, so you go down to the local EB Games or Big W, mm. whatever the fuck you got near, and you say, "Oh, there's Overwatch on the shelf. I'm gonna fucking buy that." Or, mm. Like you get home and for christmas your kid cracks the shits cuz this is a game that cannot be played at all
1: apparently you i would like to think kill the
2: fucking service for it Apparently what you're it gonna does the you're going to big you're going to chew them the fuck out
1: yeah apparently what it does is it'll install and then just points you at overwatch 2 yeah. yeah so it's not even like you put the disc in it and it goes sorry man this isn't a thing Go play Overwatch 2. It lets you install the fucking game on the yeah. place that, well, the, so the example we have in this fucking article.
2: Downloads, if you've got a set number of fucking downloads, you've just mm-hmm. burned a chunk of that for literally nothing. You and can't even really play the fucking, fucking game. In Australia. Yeah. Fuck. But so like, they sh- they should have been, like, it should have been a fucking a recall notice. Like, there shouldn't yeah. have been the option for anyone to buy it. They should yeah. could have come out and told EB Games, right? All your copies of Overwatch, send them back. Put in the landfill,
1: whatever th- the fuck you I, do. This is my point, though. Like, I don't know if they did issue that, and these retailers just went, "Fuck it, we're gonna make some money."
0: it's like they would have to push that kind of hard. Like that relies on your uh, sales team not being shit, because most salespeople who actually work at EB or that kind of thing want people to come back, and they don't want them to be shitty because they'll come yeah. yell at them. So they'd be like, "Oh." there's Overwatch like I'm gonna get that from my kids like no no no, no. just
1: go and download Overwatch 2 it's fine yeah but places with stuff like that wouldn't have even put it on the shelf yeah
2: and well, they I would, know, but anyone with like... a, a competent person who remotely knows fucking video games would say hey, don't buy this don't yeah. it's free to play go out there and fucking download it
0: even if corporates like it must be on the shelves like alright
1: it'll be on the fucking shelves I'm Look, not gonna sell it to anyone Most of the, the screenshots and stuff I've seen of people who found these in the wild they're at big box stores Yeah And, and those guys the, their staff don't care You know uh, Big Dub Kmart Tajay But they
2: can still do fucking a fucking box. product recall like anything mm. else that's got a fault with it, they're told to take
1: it off the shelf it goes off the fucking shelf
0: And they can do it themselves like they could write this off as a loss and gain most of it back to your tax
1: Yeah, but they they could make more money if they just
0: sell it I mean theoretically but at the same time Overwatch has been going for like 10 bucks here even in Australia yeah Yeah, like they'd make more money going back and trying to claim it on tax because they can claim the original cost price
2: either you fucking yeah shitty little 10 bucks or some mother who's just bought this game for their kid now the kid's fucking complaining so the mother's going to come back and chew your fucking ass out Mm. like It's not worth the ten bucks, really.
0: It really isn't. I'd agree with you on that. Who knows, it's just fucking dumb.
1: Yeah. I mean, that being said, Overwatch 2 is doing particularly great right now, because they did a big revamp on how they do matchmaking. And they don't use (laughs) the... They they scrapped their entire old system and went more for the, uh, you know, bronze, silver, diamond ranking thing. Yeah, they've been putting pros against noobs. So So you don't even need
2: to make another account to smurf.
1: You know, yeah, you, you don't need a Smurf accounts. Great. No. Maybe that's why they did. Like, oh man,
0: if we got we finally got rid of Smurf accounts. Wait, we got rid of Smurf accounts. Ah, fuck! The, all these people who are high end players the, are not going to play our thing because they can't the, Smurf now. Ah. There's,
2: there's a, a bit of code where your first three games of the week against fucking noobs, no matter what yeah. rank you are, you put back at the bottom of the pile for your first three games, and then that rebalances you back up.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, pros have been getting shitty about the whole new thing anyway because it obfuscates a lot of their progress. Uh, yeah. before you could really easily see when your ranks were going up and down now you get an update, I think it's every uh, it's been a while since I read the article um, I think it was every 10 games or 7 losses no, 15 losses it was more hmm. losses than wins um, you get an update on your rank but it's a, it, there's nothing in between so you don't know how well you're doing in progress toward one direction or the other it's completely obfuscated now that's just
2: fucking dickish like for mm. a game that's meant to be that fucking popular like I swear to not to have god. features is just fucking stupid like,
0: it's, play, I, I played a lot of it at least back in the,
1: when it first came out but I'm not even touching too neither am I um I swear to god it's just um it feels like ActBlyz is just trying to burn down the stable before they get burnt
0: yeah yeah like, burnt bought fuck <laughs> it's one of those weird things like you, you can have this but we're going to fucking light it all on fire. Like, why? Just, why?
2: Just, a lot of their general staff are probably uh, Microsoft spies and just run the place into the ground to make it fucking Mm. cheap.
1: Yeah, drop the share price down. But even if that's what you were planning to do, all you're doing is hurting the products that you're getting, just because you get them cheap, if they're all like dirt now then they won't even worth the money you paid for them no then they can roll in with the redemption arc
0: like we, oh no no now that we have it we can fix it for yeah, you yeah
2: no. that doesn't the, the, really work here's an example 343 three. ah yeah yeah. so yeah, as much as we got oh no we can do a good Halo game they haven't really kicked a lot of goals like yeah. Reach was to me one of the last really fucking good ones 4 yeah. was meh nah, 5 I don't think we really talk about 5, and Infinite is a bit of a fucking dumpster fire.
1: Look, I liked Infinite. I definitely think Infinite shows a good... Like, if you can keep going this way, you might get somewhere. But it's only a... It's an indicator of a direction, not a, this was a good game. It's a turn away from 5 towards something better. But you're not there yet.
2: No. That... Infinite is literally just the... The 180 turnaround. It hasn't taken yeah. a step away from it yet. No. It's just a turnaround. That's fucking yeah. it. It's still got a long oh, fucking way to go. Oh yeah. So as much as I, uh, oh, they can fix it. They probably won't though. Hmm. But I'm assuming that's what they're banking on. If,
0: if that was what they were doing, so I know we can come yeah. and be the the heroes and get the people back. It won't
2: work but, that way. But, but every even executive in, in actual gameplay, was. they've nerfed the fucking uh, support players, so you can't hmm. heal from as far or heal as much so people don't want to play support and now the load times to actually play the game are fucking massive because there's not enough support players because yeah. you well, can only they play they did that certain... with Overwatch as well like,
0: like way back in the first game it was um Lucio used to be able to heal everything from across the map as long as you could see someone your aura could be healing them and it was great and then it's like now nah, you can only affect it within this small area now it's like alright cool we're just gonna learn to wall ride really well like you can't wall ride anymore like not for as long like what the fuck man it's fine
2: but, but that's what happens. Any they've hamstrung like a lot of their fucking players so now now no one wants to play support because you're not getting as much of a reward back for playing yeah. support mm. so there's more and more people lined up to get into a game they only want to play DPS or no one wants to fucking stand in the background doing the heals because you get fucking yeah. nothing for it
0: mm. every, so, I don't know why everyone day. always
2: shits on the healer I, I had an alt healer every
0: so often but like in any game people just shit on the healer like, why are you doing your job right like I am. You are diving head first into fire. Yeah. Can you stop that?
2: But uh like, the only way you'd know I'm not doing my job right is when you're actually dead. Until you're dead, I don't need to fucking do shit. I'm keeping yeah. you from that point. Exactly. I, like
0: when I played Final Fantasy fourteen, we had our healer as the shot caller. And that was the best yep. thing we ever fucking did. Because like any time the tank is the shot caller, they just keep running ahead. There is never a chance for healers or anyone to like rest. Yeah, Whereas like you, if your baseline's the fucking healer going, that one next, that one next, that
2: one next. It's like, fuck yeah, we can
0: get if, a good pace If your going.
2: DPS or front line is the shot caller, the entire thing may as well be called Leroy Jenkins and Pratt. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean, at the same time, like, I've played with some healers that get really big on their boots. Oh um, yeah. They'll, yeah, start, very much. they'll like, start giving you the, I choose who lives and dies. Okay, I'm just gonna step to the left and not haunt the so, monster
2: so, have yeah. fun oh no he's a healer don't shoot him first Hmm. So,
0: oh no I missed this corner. <laughs> I missed my my timing looks like you've got aggro for a
1: bit uh, <laughs> it's just like, what do you mean you're that, squishy that's a give and take between the two I do agree oh, yeah. a lot of healers don't get the respect they deserve but a lot of them get that big oh, yeah. head way, I'm yeah, the way one too big charge.
2: for fucking oath that like, I mean, no, happens in off. all of them as
0: well. Like any class has those dickheads yeah, absolutely, in it. Like, like the tank that Leroy Jenkins every five seconds, or uh, you know, the DPS who constantly out um aggros the, the tank or that kind of stuff. Can't measure their shit back so they don't get ganked every three seconds. Mm. Like, there's a bunch of them.
1: Oh yeah. Absolutely.
2: But like to nerf an entire class into the ground that no one wants to play it to the point where it's yeah. at a detriment to every other class that no one can play because no one wants to play this fucking role yeah that's a shit show yeah it like, is. that's oh, right fucked up you should like, be incentivizing that, supports
0: especially yeah, since they take up the most slots because I think yeah, it's like that, there's two to four slots for them uh, two,
1: it, two support two DPS one tank I think it's the I current because so. they decrease the uh, team count from six to five. five oh uh, yeah yeah
0: so this is why I just want to play Dark Tide because they at least have that way you can have the same character
1: or the same oh, class. I'm looking for I played in the for anyone who wants to know. I actually played in the beta uh, that was last week for Dark Tide, and yeah, because they've changed up the way the character system works. Unlike Vermintide, where you're playing characters, now you're playing prisoners who have a class. So you could yeah. all play the same class on your own customized prisoner. And, and there were awesome. a couple of times where I was in a, I was playing the Sharpshooter, which is the guy with the gun. And I had a couple times. where It was just me and three other guys with laser guns, and it was great because it's just like laser fire.
2: <laughs> Fucking disco, this shit. It was. It was just an
1: actual du- disco inferno. It was Call of Duty 40K edition. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> that is awesome. Sealed really 40K. Yeah,
0: no, we're we're gonna have some fun with that. We have been playing Vermintide recently because we fell down that well again. Yeah, yeah,
1: we did. Mm. <laughs> Such a good game. Such a good oh, yeah. game. <laughs> uh, but I'm really looking forward to Doctide, so you're definitely, um I will definitely have opinions of that at the end of November when it comes out because
0: I miss that kind of stuff in games because Overwatch did it when they used to have free play and it's like you can just be where the hell you want but over time they stopped that from being a thing Like it used to be a selectable option that became the roulette game that you could get into occasionally and now it's just gone so you can't have SEAL Team 76 you can't have nothing but Mei or anything or a character like that and it makes me sad because it was fucking hilarious to cheese your way through those things. Mm. It's half the reason we played.
1: I mean, like, all all the silly party modes that players actually like, they always keep taking out because it's not competitive. Because they want every Uh, game to be a fucking eSport.
0: I don't don't care about competitive. I don't play competitive games because I can't be fucked.
1: I mean, like, um, uh... Halo Infinite's multiplayer, they had a a mode called Fiesta, where every Mm. time you spawned, you spawned with a random weapon. And yeah, that shit which is was fucking tit.
2: excellent.
1: Yeah, that sounds like amazing fun. Because like you've got all these people like Katie. Like time to kill is real low in in infinite, so you're constantly spawning with something new, 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 new. And sometimes you you drop in with like the best gun ever, rocket launchers, uh, gravity uh, hammer, rocket launcher, and launch fucking, a shotgun. Yeah, oh, shit, busted. And you're just a machine. And then other times you pop in and be like, I have a needle.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hooray! I hope my and base totally. pistol uh shit yeah
0: <laughs> that's when you use the base pistol on yourself to
1: start again <laughs> but I mean like you throw yourself a combat you try to get a kill you probably didn't but you'd respawn and go with something new it was yeah. it was fucking fun it's not as it, it, last time I checked it wasn't a selectable mode
0: hmm I know they all slowly factor towards competitive and if competitive is your jam fucking more power to you I don't care oh yeah it's just not for me no uh, cause anytime a game becomes like a job it turns off the happy center in my head and I don't know why. Yeah, That's why I couldn't I do raiding and WoW. Like When WoW became like the raiding, oh, you have to do it in this hour. You have to be on
2: this day, this hour. I was like, I ain't fucking doing that. This is a game. I do this for fun. Mm. Like, I even get some games where they like they jam that many fucking quests and shit on you. It's like, I can't be fucked. I'm done. And then I just turn the fucking game off and six months time ago, yeah. oh, I'll go back and play that. Oh, fuck. All this shit again? Yeah. Mm. Eh.
0: Pretty much. I just want to murder things, and that's why Vermintide is great. Yeah, it's just yeah. hordes and hordes of things <laughs> to smash. Just it's straight up linear. You murder. go from
1: A to B and kill everything in between. And Dark Tide is not supremely different; just you know, with a future setting. It's funny. I've seen uh, a few of the few. reviews of the the beta from Dark
2: Tide, and so many, of them, so many of them said that uh, it's like Left for Dead uh, meets Vermitide. It's like well, it's very much like Vermitide. Yeah. Yes, it's
1: it's vermintide in a different skin because <laughs> it's you know made by fat shark who yeah made <laughs> so yeah it probably kind of plays a little like vermintide yeah it probably plays I, very similar
2: I can't imagine why
0: <laughs> I want to give these guys just different properties now and get them to make the same kind of game but with that same mentality or what they do their their version of things their flavour
1: oh look like I like, Left dead is the perennial goat of that genre, and mm. that's fair. Like, I'm not even yeah. going to pretend it isn't. It basically birthed the genre in its current iteration and then perfected it with Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah. So, it, like, yo, respect to the OG, but Fat Shark with Vermintide, like, they took that formula and ran. Yeah. And, and if the beta for Dark Tide is anything more than what I played, it's going to do it again. Hmm.
0: Yeah, if this does well, I just want to see them branch out outside of the uh, the
1: Warhammer universe and like other things would be interesting. Well, I, I think the problem is the Warhammer universe is very suited to this genre. Yeah,
0: yeah. you'd have to branch out into other things like you know vampirism or all that kind of stuff. Zombies has been done, let's be honest. But you know, vampirism, well, I mean,
2: we're already war, getting, we're
1: getting the somewhere. vampirism one from Arcane. Yeah, I can't True. remember what it's called off the top of my head, but yeah, Arcane's doing the the horde shooter but vampires.
2: What about a a, a vermentard
1: style doing fucking uh, Terminator
2: universe? You run through, you gotta kill fucking Terminators and shit. Yeah, but there hasn't been a good fucking Terminator game. Uh, I can't think of a good fucking Terminator game. Salvation.
1: No, no, no. Wait, no. No, I'm getting my games mixed up. Hang on a minute. Let me look at my my game library. (laughs) There's one. There's one. I have. I haven't played a good fucking Terminator game
2: anyway.
0: Fair, yeah. But, like, oh. that or even just a like, machine uprising horde game would be fun. Like, I imagine Fat Shark would do some fucking hilarious I'd, shit with it.
2: I'd like to do a game that just doesn't have fucking zombies. I'm well and oh, I'm with so zombies. dumb. I'm dumb with zombies so much. Terminator Resistance. Oh, yeah, that wasn't
1: too bad. Yeah, Terminator wasn't, Resistance was pretty It wasn't amazing, but After it, what, it being was...
2: burned so many times at Terminator, I... Haven't even looked at a fucking Terminator game in years.
1: I only looked at right. it because I saw a couple, a bunch of people playing it online. I was like, that actually looks pretty good. Um, All
0: I know is I did. The last time I played a Terminator game was when I had to write an assignment on one back in uh, <laughs> uh, uni. And I shit on that game. Hard. <sighs> it, was, it was bad. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but the thing is, I backed everything up with what the teacher had taught me. And then I found out after submitting it, the lecturer we had worked on that game like, he was high up too it was like, he was like decently high up in the industry at the time And it was like, yeah, no, I worked on that and I'm like, cool, you made a shit game and <laughs> I've just written a like 6,000 word essay explaining why you wrote a shit game with uh, enough, he gave me a distinction so it worked out quite well
1: but, you know, we need to, like, I would love more just Terminator stuff that was decent. Uh, the uh, vampire one that's coming from Arcanes called Redfall. Actually, uh, I do have that one on my wish list. Yeah, Those... that, that's Horde Shooter but vampires.
0: We may have to give that a shot then.
1: <laughs> I mean, it can't... Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, like... The the attempt by the same devs to try and make Left 4 Dead again in Back for Blood... I don't think it mm, worked. Yeah. I wasn't nah, a big I, fan of it that. It hasn't hit well, the same
2: market share that fucking Left 4 Dead did. Well, not
1: Left even
0: well, though. We normally cycle through the original monsters, I swear. It's like, either we end up with the undead, so vampirism, Frankensteins, that kind of stuff. Then it moves on to vampires, and then it loops back around to werewolves, and then eventually we'll get mummies again. Like, we just kind of
2: cycle Provide- through them. Provided... The- like, Mummies brings back
1: Brendan Fraser, like, even yeah. more. I can look I'm okay it. with that. Like, I mean, the man's back in movies and TV shows, so... Oh, he uh, is, how, but he needs... Still needs more presence. Oh, A,
2: a lovely
0: human being, and get, deserves all the things he gets. Like, all the videos of him just breaking down at conventions, it's like, you poor, poor boy. What, uh, what? When <laughs> the world <laughs> has fucked over him so much.
1: When he realised that um, there was this huge... Like, he didn't... Apparently he didn't know... That like everyone was like, "Oh my god, he's back! He's the best!" Yeah, yeah. Um, until someone at a convention showed him like the Reddit threads, and then it's just mm. him breaking down.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like he's had some shit go down yeah, yeah. recently, and he's just been in like a bad way. And it's just like, no, no, no. There are a large portion
2: of people that love you dearly. Just I mean, fuck like, like you. He's a uh, he's well cameo episodes in Scrubs like oh. for, for a game for a TV show that's meant to be a comedy that has a great fucking cast through it mm. to absolutely steal that fucking show and not just go oh fuck that happened but to make you like sit back and go I don't know if I want to watch another one like yeah. this one burned me hard
1: uh. Scrubs
2: it... was notorious for that though. It was like Fuck funny, funny, funny,
1: funny,
0: funny, shatter your entire perception of everything, and now you're sad forever. I think
1: that's why. Funny, it funny, 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 funny. It worked though, because you were never really ready for the brutal episode.
2: No. Mm. And all, all, like most of those brutal episodes were written or directed by the cast members. Yeah. Which it is was, just fucking oh. cool. I think Zach Braff did the one with uh Brendan Fraser in it. Yeah. And he did a couple of those and like they're usually the ones that they get more awards or like they're the episodes that sort of stand out which is mm. just really fucking cool mm. Oh, I love that stuff
0: but I think eventually yeah we will spring back around I'm looking forward to the next rise of like horrible
2: werewolf movies Uh I'd be okay with that but... mm. I'd, I'd be happy with like a, a, a Buffy reboot where she does more than fucking vampires maybe she'd Bad go fun? through the fucking gambit that's why I like Supernatural, at least
0: they branched out into weird mythology towards like the second half of it. I've been everything.
2: meaning to watch that, and it's on my fucking list.
0: <laughs> Not gonna lie, it's like my guilty pleasure TV show, like it's days of our lives with like monsters in it, it's fucking hilarious, the hillbilly and fun. It, it, but it
2: feels very cool. uh, background TV while I'm doing other things. Oh yeah it is, <laughs> it's like
0: they rip on themselves so well at the same time, like the Groundhog Day episode is the greatest thing I've ever seen and any good series has a Groundhog Day episode Stargate yeah. had one Supernatural has one where like Dean just keeps dying and the favourite thing is you slowly watch Sam just deteriorate because he's trying to keep him alive and just alright we're not going anywhere we're staying in the apartment like, alright it's fine I'm gonna have a shower and you just hear like he's what the shower going Sam's watching out like you know staring at the parking lot. Like, there's someone's gonna come and all you hear if you have the subtitles on it's even better it's a thud and a crack so it's like Dean slipped in the shower and breaks his neck, and just the, <laughs> the defeated look on the on Sam. is like this is the greatest thing I have ever fucking
1: seen. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Although I uh, I do love that um that thing from like one of the Reddit things about Supernatural where they're like, Why don't they just like fill a bunch of hula hoops with salt and just <laughs> like yeah. hula their way through the enemies. <laughs>
0: I love the fact they bring that up in a couple of episodes. Do. They do that. There is a because supernatural in the supernatural universe exists um, because some guy started. Right, he was prophesizing them, uh, so he was tuned in on their adventures and started writing really shitty books. So there's like an entire supernatural convention in supernatural, and they turn up to it at one point and then completely just hate everything because everyone who plays De- like Dean's trying to be the gruff voice. He's like, I don't talk like that. It's just constantly great. <laughs> they lose the lookalike contest. It's great. It's a really fun one. Uh, but they bring up those things at the convention Q and A. He's like, why don't they just have hula hoops of salt? I was like, why well, it's just dumb. Um, and they answered that one. But the best one is, I was like, why don't they just put their like guns on bungees? So because they keep getting knocked away from them at like, crucial times. And Dean just looks at Sam's like, that's the greatest idea I've ever fucking heard. But they never do it. <laughs> it Fucking frustrates me. Ah. Yeah,
1: well, I to... feel like we're into the, the we're into the back half of the episode, so I feel like we should move on to what was going to be the topic for this episode. Once we got through all the the news stuff, we were going to talk about some books because we're fucking nerds. And before we were recording, uh, we started looking at books. And...
2: It's a very slow news week, but books are always interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: like the, the preamble to this one was mostly us just going through our Audible list because we. Like we were told we could organise the fucking things now it's like we can do it, th- yes, done yeah, <laughs> you can put books in categories oh my god <laughs> um, so the well, OCD we, gremlin all of us read its it really yeah, head Yes.
1: <laughs> um, and, and we started talking about um, about books we've been reading and I've been reading uh, a lot of the Ten Realms and some other stuff and about how some books, they tend to just sort of like, you can feel the them PDing, PDing out yeah they're they yeah. not the, the wheels are spinning but no motion's happening yeah and that's kind of where some of the books I've read in the past have gotten to and we started talking about that and we figured eh, let's have a chit chat about some of the books that we've had that either did that or managed to like last minute dodge it and at some point I'm probably going to have a bitch about Harry Potter because I always do when we talk about this sort of thing because god <laughs> yeah. that book series Like
0: for me um, the book series that's still going which I think really needs to wrap up I, I love this book series it's just The Dresden Files yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. the The power creep in that book series uh, is getting a bit weird to the point where it's like he's almost godlike. It's like you wrap this up, do something so with it. He's just already jumped the shark. Going. Yeah, like, well, like he jumped the shark he... and it just kept going. Yeah. It was like a combination of jumping the shark and Grease where they drive off into the sky in the car at the end. this Fonzie on the back just keeps going
2: forever. I yeah. feel
1: like the Dresden Files has somehow managed to jump the shark while the shark's jumping them while they're jumping that shark at the same time.
2: Yeah, they, they, they they jump a shark different. on a shark that's jumping a shark yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah but it just keeps getting bigger and bigger he interacts with more godlike beings makes friends with like the god of the underworld at one point it's like this shit's getting out of control wrap it up the, do something different because he's got I, other
1: books that are great the last one I remember reading um, he was at a point where he was dealing with the most ancient fae talking about this eternal war they have with the outsiders which if they ever lose it all of reality is destroyed and it's yeah. just a casual Friday as far as the book is concerned.
0: Pretty much. By that point <laughs> that is just a generic Tuesday. It's like, alright, cool. That sounds interesting. I guess like... that's my job now.
1: Which is irritating because it all ties into the the uh, he who walks behind, which has yeah. been like a long running thing in the series that we've been waiting to find out about. They find out it's to do with this thing, and it's just some thing that is so much bigger and beyond us, it's just like, oh, oh okay. What well, yeah. fucking ever.
0: Right, we've hit Prophecy Town but it's just it's still a great series oh, I yeah. love it but love the same it, though, the author
2: that um, issue, Jim It's its th- that issue with like where do we go from here is mm. a big problem with the whole lit RPG fucking series oh yeah I've been reading a lot of them but because they're usually written on Royal Road or Reddit or wherever the fuck they're done and it starts off as a writing prompt or mm. something small where someone goes oh I've got an idea and they bang out a book or two but it was never planned out. It was never planned yeah. to have an ending. It was just a, I've got this thing. And so each consecutive book, Oh, we did this in the last one. We can't go smaller. We have to go bigger. Yeah. And because there's no end point planned out for it or how many books are going to do or an overarching story with a lot of it, it ends up happening yeah, so yeah. fucking often. I mean, well, like, like where I wouldn't mind
0: things going with those kinds of books is not just ramping the power scale, but show a different perspective. Just bugger off with a side character
1: for a while
0: and give them an yeah. adventure, round them out a bit more.
1: But then you'll probably get people bitching about why why aren't we do, doing the character that I've been reading all the books about?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, then you'll Very end much. up with um, uh, fuck like the
2: space bounty or uh, the bounty hunters. Uh, you put me onto it, Seth. Oh, the uh, Black Ocean. Yeah, Black mm. Ocean. Then you'll end up with that, like, a two offshoot series that it's like, these offshoots are good, but they're not as good as the original. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, generally, I think the one that did it well was, um, was it, Monster Hunters International? Yeah. Because the, the two books at the start were uh, Pitt and his things, and then it's like, all right, cool, we're going to focus on, like, the other guy now for a bit. And yeah, he gets the, his own
1: book. The Harbinger and Frank's got their own books? Yeah. And. They're great. They're amazing. Because they were interesting Oh, and um, uh, his wife got one, too.
0: Yeah. So it's like, oh, we had this chosen one character. Alright, his story is done. He's done the thing he needed to do. Hey, look, there's other shit in this universe that's fun. And off they went. Mm. It adds a bit more depth to that series. I think the thing but, they,
1: they really had there, though, is... Like, you wanted to know more about Earl and... Yeah. Um, it had and to be Frank. foreshadowed in a way. Um, and their plots played into what ultimately was the bigger plot that came after their books. Um, I think so many, as you say, Jondo, with the, um, with the lit RPG stuff, when they do side characters, because they weren't planning anything, they just sort of had another idea and wrote a book. Yeah. It doesn't tend to pan out as well and tends to just be like, can we, can we just sort of like back on target? Um, I mean, if they took a
2: couple of books and did offshoot stories of side characters, but the plot points for those were pretty much side quests of the primary plot mm. Like, mm. and then a book where they all come back in together for all of this yeah. and then you've spent probably four books learning about these other people and their capabilities and then yeah. you mm. bring them back in with the main characters like holy fuck this is the team Like, this is the Avengers coming together to kick the shit mm. out of the fucking big bad I mean because like, then you could do
0: things interestingly where each one has dealt with the big bad in a different way because yeah. it's like oh When he was over here, he just had a massive army with him. So, or massive army, his general was there. So I went and fucked him up with just sheer force. We got more people. Whereas someone else was like, oh man, the shit he had was powerful. Could not get near it. So we had to sneak in, do other things. Yeah.
2: And then then they bring all that together. A book or two later, you can literally say, all right, we've killed the big bad. The country's safe. Game over. Like, literally have the last page of the fucking game over screen. Credits. (laughs) Insert coins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then two,
1: two, two series, is actually a really great example of that. If you look at Ten Realms versus uh, He Who Fights With Monsters. yeah, uh, Ten Realms tends to do the thing where they just start a, start talking about another character, and it's so tangential. It's like, yes, it's world-building. Yes, it's kind of building somewhere. But mm. the character isn't being explored. It's just plot dumb, but with yeah. another character other than the main characters. Yeah. Then you look at something like He Who Fights With Monsters. Particularly, I'm in the second book and I'm at a point where they're doing a big trial, and a lot of the characters have been split up. And now we're learning about how these characters, who we've only ever had, interact as their own team, and now having to adapt their skills, which are very specific to the team they're part of, to other teams. So we're seeing a growth of the characters working in an adverse situation, which is Mm. much more interesting.
2: Yeah. And particularly in in that series, like the, the main team they develop is meant to be highly versatile that doesn't work in a team that's Mm. built specifically to go out and cause DPS or go out and hunt big fucking monsters. They're a group of people that can either spread damage over a large area or hit like one thing or like Mm. they're good at general Mm. stuff, but no one good thing in particular. And then you're in a team where they have to be more specialized. It's interesting how like these whole characters we've grown to know have to change completely. Mm. And then they take that and then, when they all do come back together, how much that fucking changes them. Like, oh shit, I mm. learned how to do this while I was trying to do this with these people over here who couldn't do what you could do. I had to mm. fucking change. Yeah. And that was fucking really cool character growth in that.
1: Yeah. Nice. So, it, it's... And I think, like... And it's going to sound weird, given the fact that, to this day... Um, the guy writing who fights with monsters still does 3 pages a week and you get them on the in, on his patreon so he's yeah. still doing this but it feels so much more planned mm, and yeah. that's not to shit on on 10 realms i still really like the series i'll still read the last book but we are hitting a bit of a point where i feel like some of it's like oh i've got to drop out some plot that yeah i need I, really I need, I need have actually have an on. end point here and they they the red flagging the end of the book series really hard yeah um so I'm looking forward to still finishing it but like oh, they they really well, need you to know that we're done we're done well um uh Shirtland,
2: the bloke who does uh He Fights With Monsters did an AMA on Reddit a, a while ago mm-hmm. and people were asking him, like where is this going like what is the point for it and he brought up this whole thing of like when he first started I think after after the second book um he was like tapped out. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do after this point. And Mm -hmm. then he went out and didn't just write a plot for the next book, but actually put in an overarching story. Like, what have I done? Where can that go? Like, what is the point of all of this? What is that building to? Oh, okay. Here's an overarching story that I can actually say, point back there. Oh, look, see, there were, there were things back here that, that sort of hinted at it and is actually tied in, books into an overarching story that weren't originally planned for that overarching story Mm. so there are a couple of things like oh at the time not so much Mm. but there is a a plan which is why a lot of it is like oh fuck this actually feels like it had a purpose like I haven't just gone over here for no particular fucking reason Mm. and yeah uh, I think that's a real like it feels very different to every other book in that style of like the lit RPG genre
1: yeah. I, and that's important. And like screw it. This is gotta come up at some point. I'm gonna shit on Harry Potter. If you don't wanna hear it, skip because I'm gonna be a bitch for a bit. Um because <laughs> JK Rowling keeps saying she had the whole thing planned. Like the the whole set of books, planned, plan, plan plan, yeah. plan, plan, plan. You cannot read that set of books and get to the Deathly Hallows and not be like what what? There Hang was on. a
0: sharp tone shift to that one
1: sharp yeah. tone shift and the entire thing hinges on a bunch of information that the characters should have already been talking about it should not yeah. have been coming up in this book they
2: should have known for a fucking while like
1: but the one yeah. I always point to is like the, all the wizards know the story of the Deathly Hallows they treat it like when they actually bring it up in the book it's like yeah man it's a kid's story we all know the story yeah um, and the big one in that story is that, inv- that the, the one of the characters gets Death's Cloak which is a perfect invisibility cloak in the mm. fucking setting, cloaks of invisibility aren't perfect. They're yeah. near perfect, but they're not perfect. They're, the camo- fa- they're uh, was a predator camo, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So the fact that Harry has a perfect one should have red flagged to someone way fucking sooner. Yeah. Let alone right. the fact that in what, book five I think it is when Luna shows yeah. up, whose dad is part of the fucking society that loves these things... You should yeah. have immediately gone, what the fuck do you have a Deathly hello for?
2: Yeah. Or well, like, when Harry gets given it, whoever gave it to him knew exactly what the fuck that was. Which was like, Dumbledore. Oh yeah. It was yeah. Dumbledore so, doing dumb shit. Uh, straight up, the, a lot of, that, lot of that entire book series could have been fixed immediately just with Dumbledore not being Dumbledore. It, it, Pretty much. Like, no,
0: If you read back, Dumbledore's a dick. Like, yeah. a massive fucking dick the entire time. He raises... Like Potter to die essentially, it's like, eh, yeah, that's fine. We need him around because that prophecy. You are now a tool to me. Let's have some fun.
1: I, it's what the fuck? It it it's not a good series of books. I'm sorry. <laughs> it it's is a not good not well entry written.
0: point for kids. Like it's a great entry point into uh, modern fantasy <laughs> and that kind of well, stuff. Because that can kids to, to read.
1: It. Yeah. Look, look. I know I'm shitting on it, but I will actually, to some degree, defend all the way out through Goblet of Fire. But that's because that was everything that seemed like it had a plan. Once you get past Goblet of Fire into Order of the Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows, that's where everything just sort of freewheels off the freeway.
2: Yeah. it's We've got a rough idea and it's somewhere within a 45 degree direction. So you just keep driving and you might hit something eventually.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. it's, It's really irritating. And that's why I'm a little worried about Ten Realms. Because book nine of that there's a lot of Deathly Hallows shit where it's like, oh, here's the real plot that you didn't know was happening because yeah, yeah. we've apparently artificially prevented anybody else from knowing what it is. Yeah. And, and
2: the entire point of it is like, no, this is shit you should have been telling everyone through the entire fucking realms because this is the entire fucking purpose of life, the meaning, the universe. Yeah. Mm.
1: but So no. it's very weird choice, but in Ten Realms, it fits better. There's a lot more setup for why it's like that. Unlike Harry Potter, where I... I will never believe, no matter how many times she says it, that J.K. Rowling planned that entire series. It doesn't read like that even a little bit. Yeah. On the other hand, you want decent child magic fiction? Go read The Circle of Magic. That series is absolutely fantastic. And it has two follow-up series, which I think are exactly what needed to happen. And the thing that's missing mostly when I see these sort of, like, young wizard urban fiction stories... Because you have the Circle of Magic, which is the four kids learning magic in a magic school. Then you have the Circle Opens, which is the, f- the four kids going off to do studies outside of the school, where they get their own students, so they now become teachers. And then you have the Circle Reforged, which is the four characters coming back together, having had lots of life experience, and seeing how they've changed, and becoming new friends. <clears throat> Yeah,
2: that's pretty cool. I've never heard of that series, but that actually sounds pretty it's fucking decent. It's actually
1: a young adult series, so it's hmm. definitely in the same wheelhouse, like like uh, difficult to read-wise, as Harry Potter. It's really chill. Um, it's by Tamara Pierce. She's a great author. Actually, I. Uh, it's one of the series that, and uh, this is going to sound really weird, particularly coming from a pasty white guy, um, it's got a really good set of novels, I think, that uh, young girls should read. Because Hmm. they have the Lioness Quartet Which is about It's set in a a medieval setting um, And it's the first female Who tries to become a king's knight Ah. And Finding her own strength And all that kind of stuff And the first half is The the first set of books is the first girl Trying it And then the second set of books is The first girl After that girl Like that girl goes becomes a knight And then girls are allowed to become knights now and then the first, the next set of books is the first girl to take that up and try and follow her example. Hmm. Um, was
2: that recently done as like a movie on? Was it Netflix or where the fuck was that on?
1: I don't know if it has. But a there's
2: there's one. very much that plot and story in recently in a movie on something. Uh, I might have. To I'll have, have to look that up. Um, but it's like the the princess wants to become a knight, but her father goes, "No, you need to be married off to this fucking dirty ass mob over here,"
1: mm, and yeah. then.
2: That dirty mob invades pretty much, and she's locked in the tower. And you, fuck (laughs) this shit, and then she proceeds to work her way down the tower by killing, killing everyone pretty much, Um, and then saves everyone.
1: This isn't that sounds fun though. Um, This is a girl who literally sneaks away from her family to go to night school, and I think if I recall, it's just the uh, manservant she brought along with her that at the start of the book knows that she's a girl, and he does everything he can to help her. Um, But it's really good because it's this. It's as well written. Like, she never stops being a girl, mm. but she shows all these guys that fuck you. I'm both. Yeah. Um, it's really well written, and it doesn't come across. It doesn't have any of that. Like, like this was written before all the, the woke culture we have now. Um, I don't, actually, it probably wouldn't be called woke now. The I guess political correctness. Um, but I I just read it and I loved it. And I'm a pasty white guy, and I was like, yeah, let's go. I'm in for this girl beating the shit out of these dudes at night stuff. Excellent. it's fantastically written Tamara Pierce is a great author but I'm a big fan of the Circle of Magic anytime yeah. people are like Harry Potter's like the definitive kids in a wizard school I'm like fuck you there's a way better series the Circle of Magic is great uh, but like
0: of series that I have for like young adults like I have nieces and when they hit a certain point I'm sending them just certain series to read Look. one that was done by Jim Butcher which is more or less the, uh, like the same guy who did the Dresden Files But it's a great five books. It ends. It has an actual ending, a very nice, neat ending as well. There's no real room to throw more in unless you skip ahead to a Mm. new generation of stuff. And the idea of it is, in a world where, in this nation, everyone has elemental powers. Not just for one element, but for multiple. Uh, And they control elemental beings as well. One kid doesn't have any of that. He's just a normal dude. And he just keeps getting roped into doing incredibly dangerous shit. It's a lot of fun. Mm. It's really good. (laughs) Uh, And the characters, there's enough wit in it to keep you laughing at certain things. And the characters are always engaging. It's like, yes, when I hit a certain point, this is going to my nieces, and they will read through that series.
1: Yeah, but one day, your nieces are going to get this giant, like, 12-kilo package, and it's just going to be every Terry Terry Pratchett novel.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that day is rapidly approaching, to be honest. Like... The, the eldest has reached a point that you could probably understand some of the themes in here. So, start <laughs> drip feeding it in.
1: I th- like, there was a, a book They'll series. They become heirlooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to a... get
0: the really fancy ones,
1: the like the hardcover, live forever books. Nice. There was a, a book series I read that actually got a follow up series that was stupid. <laughs> so bad. It was a series called The Saga of Seven Sons, oddly enough, seven book series. Absolute, for me, pinnacle of space opera. Like, yeah. it's got this massive ensemble cast, it spreads across the galaxy. I mean, you still love the Romans from that book series, Swoosh.
0: Oh, they're great. I um, love
1: the rumors. They're a bunch of guys who basically just was, like, their, their generational ship didn't hit a planet. So they just decided, well, fuck it, we'll live in this asteroid belt. Um, and then
0: they fixed the ship and just kept it going they just started uh, dropping essentially sci- sci-
1: sci-fi caravan parks across the entire galaxy pretty much and th- because they live in all these adverse conditions they become like adapted like oh hey we want to set up a, a base on a planet that's made of magma so that we can scrape heavy metal uh, metals off of the top of the lava and then mm. shoot <laughs> them into space for pickup yeah. everyone else is like you're fucking nuts and they're like bitch we did it <laughs> It works, it's like we did the thing and now we're making money um, But like that whole series is really good And it gets to a logical end point For the series And it's good And then the guy who wrote it decided You know what, I'm going to do a follow up series And it's just like What is this? This is like a whole bunch of like Stub ideas from the main series That, yeah, you know They're not bad ideas to explore But no one was asking for it Yeah <laughs> Like, we were done. We, we were okay with not having more of this, but like, you
0: have more. It just seems like oh, my bank account's looking a bit light. Uh, look, I that dude is out
1: that dude is prolific. Um, yeah. Kevin J. Anderson has written a lot of books, mostly oh, yeah, um, in uh, like Starcraft and stuff like that. He's written a bunch mm. of books. Um, this yeah. is one of his original set- settings, and it's it's just good. Um, I would highly recommend anyone who just wants a a good like fun, but it's broad. Like, there's a lot of characters. You're going to need to kind of keep a pretty good Refidexa names yeah. in your head. But, like, across the whole series, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Like I said, it is the pinnacle of, of the... For me, and I haven't read it, anything else that's as good, the pinnacle of the space opera genre.
0: Um, Whilst I, I do love that writing style of having a broad range of casts that chops and changes between, sometimes that isn't always great. Like, oh, have, no. have you ever had a book where it's just... you? there's that one character and he's like I don't care about the things you're doing I know there's plot in here it's one of the reasons I'm listening to it but it's like you are a bad person I don't like you as a character just holding out to get to the next chapter I was like I'm gonna read this then you get this like another chapter of them I am
2: like ah why
0: and you and know it's the demon saga or well,
2: there's a point in that where it's major like point mm-hmm. for the plot you needed to have read that but you're still like fuck me just get through it Give this plot yeah. point to someone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I had that with one character
0: in the, the Demon Saga, which is a great series. Like, I love that series. Like, every night, demons rise from the core and just start slaughtering everyone. It's good fun. Um, but one of the characters, the, the chick who's a part of them, is just a massive dick to this kid uh, that's always following her around, is literally in love with her, Like always pursuing after I was like, yeah, I'll lead him on forever. And then. Just let him die somewhere. It's
2: fine. This is great. It's so, like, why? And those characters that are just... Unnecessary dickery. Yeah. Like... Yeah. At least have a, a purpose for what you're doing. Like... Yeah. You've got a... You've got a goal. You've actually got something you're working on yourself. Not just... I'm going to be a dick just because I can be a dick. It's like... I really give zero fucks about this character. At yeah. least have some sort of fucking redeeming feature.
1: I mean, the big problem I find is... A lot of books that have those characters... They tend to get redeemed later. And I'm not saying that that doesn't work. Um, God, I feel like I'm shitting on the Ten Realms a lot, but I actually found that with a couple of characters in that book. When they first meet them, a a number of them, because they're they're within the rigid systems of the Ten Realms, um, and they haven't been broken out of the mold by Eric and Rugrat yet, they're yeah. very uninteresting, and then it's later, once they've been around these characters and experienced what they do, and how they live, and yada yada yada, that they actually start becoming their own characters, and they're much more interesting, and I'm like, yes, yes. I'm in for what you've got to do. But hmm. fuck, you were unnecessary at the start.
2: Yeah. yeah. it's pretty, it, A lot of that felt like, we just need to mention this character and have them here, so later on we reference back to them. Here's your point.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um, th- the big problem being, like, so many books the point never happens, they're just... Yeah. yeah. And th- I mean, let's face it, the ultimate one of that is... Goddamn Jar Jar Binks. Ah. Uh. You excise th- that character entirely, and you lose nothing. Yeah.
0: I still maintain they should have... Like, there was a theory going around that... Uh, Jar Jar Binks was meant to be the Sith Lord the entire time. That which... Is th- it's the dumbest thing ever, and I love it, though. Because, like, someone's gone back, and apparently every time people make dumb decisions... In the, ph- the Phantom Menace, you can see Jar Jar is moving and doing stuff and talking. Like, oh, yeah. he's force manipulating. And it's like, no, he's just an idiot. But I would honestly have really enjoyed if they made a recut of it, which is just that. It was the same
2: as there was that theory that 3PO was meant to be like a, a spy droid, because there's a whole heap of cut scenes of him removing signs when, uh, when they're on Hoth and the stormtroopers run through and they go through the wrong door and oh fuck there's a Rancor in that room or there's a fucking thing over here and he's gone through and removed all of these signs or he's changed something like that was scenes that would have been cool to leave in there like just to add a different fucking look on that character then there's fan theories of other stuff like Chewie and R2 being rebel
0: agents from the get go
1: yeah Mm. but like see like the C3PO one I like because like that feels like doing something interesting with the character the yeah. Jaja Binks is a Sith Lord. That's just shit posting. Yeah, yeah. Like if he was a Sith Lord, he'd be the shittiest one. He wouldn't be interesting or clever.
2: Yeah, that's that's trying to make something interesting out of an unnecessary character. Yeah, pretty much. Like they've not, tried not super adding hard something to, to a character again. or looking at a different way they could be doing what they're doing. It's just yeah. we need this character to be something more than shit. Mm. at least with like
0: 3PO you can kind of see that working to be honest cause like if you yeah, are absolutely. a if you're royalty and you have a protocol droid with you no way in hell that thing's not also programmed to murder the
2: shit out of people yeah like that's it just why the well, hell not well, he's built by Anakin from the get go like you would've mm. upgraded the fuck of him like, mm. yeah. he... like would've been so much more done to it or could have been if they'd fucking gone that way with it but now, yeah. now
1: imagine all the original movies except instead set of 3PO it's K2 that'd be fun K2 would be
2: great that yeah. shit would be dope those uh, movies would be a lot fucking shorter I know they <laughs> really would, would really. <laughs> yes.
0: and calling everyone meet back even better yeah Just straight up
1: uh I mean that's if you like. I mean now we're getting into the let's remove C three PO and put HK in. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'd be okay that's with a, HK running a, That's a pot dream.
2: That's a pop dream. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: anyway, on that dream, we're at past an hour, so I think we'll wrap things up. Y'all have a good one. Bye. See ya.